Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Welcome again to church. How are we? Are we good? We are good? We're good. That's good. I'm glad that you're here. Brendan, it's great to have you in the service this evening. Uh, Brendan's our kids leader, and it's pretty cool to see him in a service. He doesn't get in many, so uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, for those of you that missed it, we had all of our kids in our service this morning. It was really, really cool. Um, it was really special moments. That was pretty special. Thanks for organizing that, Brendan and team. It was really good to have you in the service. Tonight, I've titled this message, Bring Jesus into Our World. Why don't you say that with me? Bring Jesus into Our World. I'm going to be talking about Mary this evening. Mary is a pretty well-known figure in the Bible. Who's heard of Mary before? I see that hand, one person, thank you. Claire, maybe you should be up here if you're the only one in the room that's heard of Mary. Mary is the mother of Jesus. On Mother's Day, I thought it would be fitting, as I was writing this message, uh, to talk about a mother from the Bible. Mary not only is just a mother from the Bible, but she is the mother of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus. Her role was to bring Jesus into her world. I'll tell you now where I'm going with this message. I'm going here. If Mary's job was to bring Jesus into her world, our job is to bring Jesus into our world. And I think there's a few things that we can learn from the life of Mary that will help us to do that moving forward. Are we okay? So will we, will we first of all be a people that would bring Jesus into our world? I have my first point, my third point, and my second point, and my fourth point is this. Are you ready? It's a joke. There's one point. Tough crowd is a heart of treasure. A few times in Scripture, Mary said this statement, and I'd like to read it for you. The first one I want to read is um, Luke chapter 2. I'm going to read from verse 15. It should be on the screen behind me. But it says, When the angels had left, this is um, when the angels met the shepherds in the field, uh, and had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And, when, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said, verse 19. But Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which, was just, uh, which were just as they had been told. I love that verse 19. But Mary treasured up and pondered all these things in her heart. There's a thing that Mary knew how to do. It was that she had a heart of treasure. I love what Paul says in Corinthians. He says this, but we have this treasure in what? In earthen vessels. So Mary treasured up these things that God was doing in her heart as a, in, in on her journey to bringing Jesus into the world. The key that we need to do is watch what we're treasuring in our heart so that we can bring Jesus into this world. She understood here that the importance of our praise and worship. In verse 19 and 20 there, it says, But the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God. Are our hearts, are the treasure of our hearts driven towards praise and worship of God? Mary was taken back. When when angel Gabriel appeared to her the first time, she was like, What? Me? Me? Like, have we lost that thing that we would be visited by God and that adoration, that praise, worship, say, hey, God, I don't deserve it. I can't earn it, but I am thankful. 
that praise and worship for what he is doing. Mary was so excited because she was going to bring in the Savior of the world, but it was happening in her day. Are you excited? Because God's doing something in our day. And our role is to bring about the Savior into our world. I think it's time that we got excited. I think it's time that we've treasured this in our heart. We are seeing God do great things in our day. Not just at Highway, but in Highway as well, but all around the world. It feels like God's almost up to something. And you see like little, little pockets of it popping up all over the place, like little popcorns, you know, like going off and there's just a few at the start. Who loves popcorn? Are you like a 2 minute 15 or a 2 minute 30 in the microwave person? I'm not sure how good your microwave is. What's that? 210? Oh man, this guy's got a flash microwave. And you know those Romanians, only the best. But it's almost like that, like there's these little pops of God doing something all around our world in our moment. And, and that makes me excited because God's doing something in our day. Mary was excited. She treasured in her heart because God was doing something in her day. These shepherds left with the power of their testimony. I hope that our heart isn't too far gone from the power of our testimony. Man, these shepherds had, they literally saw an angel. <laughs> they went and like, well, it's exactly as he said. What did they go? They went and praised and had this testimony and they couldn't stop telling everyone what God was doing. Can I encourage us? Let's be people that have a testimony. And I don't just mean a testimony of salvation. I mean a testimony of our journey of faith. Hey, the other day, God did this. Hey, you should have seen it. God's doing this in my life. I prayed for this and this happened. I'm seeing glimpses of it everywhere. I hope you are too. The power of our testimony, we should have an overflow of testimonies ready every moment. I had a cool story happen, was it yesterday or Friday afternoon? I'm not sure. We've got this new family that's moved in two doors up from us. And they're not Christians or anything like that, that I know of. And um, Honey's like, just this is all she knows. It's like she goes to a Christian kindy, she's here. Like, and um, she's out the front telling them like, how Jesus can do everything. Like, she's like, and then she turned into a song as they're playing kindy. She's like, Jesus can do everything. And these girls are like, cool, like, keep going. But that should be our heart, that we should be so full of love and adoration for God that we don't care who's listening, that we don't care who's around, that the treasure of our heart is fixed on Him. And that our job, like Mary or like Honey, is to bring Jesus into our world. We should have a testimony of the goodness of God. I'm sorry to do this to you, Claire Roberts, on the front row there. It makes it more efficient when I say a second name, Claire Roberts. It's almost two first names, is it? They say never trust someone with two first names, like Daniel Russell is a good example. Claire Roberts, maybe if it was Claire Robert, I'd be worried, but Claire Roberts, I'll let you off the hook. She wrote this book, and we sort of talked about it this morning in our service, but um, what a blessing this woman is of a testimony of what God is doing. And it's not based on circumstances or outcomes, but it's based on the goodness of God despite what we see. And I just want to honour you, Claire, for being here today. This is a big step. So thank you for being in church tonight. It's really, really cool. But she's got a testimony. Even this morning, she sort of snuck in to drop off books and things in the foyer, and she sort of went to visit her grandma. But she's like, "Um, Caleb, I've seen God at work. I've got a testimony and I see that is working my situation and to bless other people. This is what I'm talking about. 
the power of a testimony, not, hey, I'm disappointed because God didn't do this. I'm disappointed because this didn't happen. No, no, no. I'm thankful that God has positioned me in such a place that I can use these tough experiences to reach other people. Do you think it was easy for Mary? Like ancient Middle East culture. She's pregnant, not married. Oh, no, it's God. Like, what? I've been in youth ministry for a lot of years. I hadn't heard the God card yet, and I hope we don't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was God. Yeah, we're sure, Mary. You think it was easy? No, it wasn't easy. I've found that sometimes God calls us to things that aren't easy, but they're right. And the goal is that we would have this perspective like Claire or like Mary, where we see the goodness of God in the land of the living. We're convinced of it where we're not focused on our disappointments or the, our discouragement, but we're focused on what he's doing in our day, the power of our testimony. Luke 6, 45. A good person or man out of the good treasure of their heart bring forth good. Thank you. Was that Tarbo, was it? Top of the class, bro. It's nice to see you out of the cage for once, not drumming. <laughs> We've let him out. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. Guys, if the treasure that we have, which is the saviour of the world, Christ, is in earthen vessels, if we have him in our lives, the fruit of our lives should be good. It should be good. That it should be when people peel back the layers of slats or of whoever it is of you, they should be, wow. There's something there. Maybe I don't, can't put words around it, but there's something in that person's life. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I, I'm in church a lot, and I see a lot of people like us, like Christians, that have this treasure. But man, it's hard to tell from what comes out of our mouth. It's hard to know that we have the hope of the world, given the way that they speak about their current situation. Can I encourage us on Mother's Day 2023 to lift our eyes, to fill ourselves with faith again and say, no, 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 out of the good of a person's heart comes out. That, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if I have this treasure, this hope of eternal life, this hope that things will be better, that God wins in the end, that in fact it's already conquered, it's already won, and we're in this in-between land where we're not there yet, but we get to see God doing something in our day, knowing full well where we're going to end up and how it's going to end, then we should have hope. And then that should overflow in our words and come out in every situation that we're in. Mary says this statement, this, um, or the Bible says this statement that Mary treasured in her heart a second time, in the same chapter, I just want to read a bit further on in Luke chapter 2, from verse 41. It says, Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. Uh, when he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Who thinks this is a parent foul? Like... Try doing this now. You, you, literally, you wouldn't get him back. Like, he, Jesus would be getting a backpack from Joe Noonan and our gotcha back department, and he would be into addition, like, care. Like, like seriously, docs would step in. 12-year-old kid, we, oh, we lost him. Mary, that's not okay. 
for starters. That's a mum foul. Where am I up to? Reading on, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him after three days. Seriously, three days. I feel like I can't turn my back for three minutes. Does anyone know that situation? They lost Jesus for three days. Like this is the saviour of the world. Mary, you had one job. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. That's a bit harsh to Mary. But they lost him for three days and he's sitting around where where I'm up to. Um, After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Any parent in the room can say amen to that. How hectic is it when you think you've lost something, let alone a child? Um, Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Verse 49, why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he's saying to them. Verse 51, then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother, Mary, treasured all these things in her heart. I love how it says a second time that Mary treasured these things in her heart. She treasured something of Jesus, something of God, something of the words of Jesus and the will of God in her heart. Do we treasure the words of Jesus and the will of God in our hearts? The words of Jesus, they're not hidden to us anymore. We live where we can access them any moment, any time, on any device. The will of God, it's a daunting one, isn't it, sometimes? Mary didn't understand what Jesus was going to. It said that she didn't understand what he was talking about. Sometimes God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts higher than our thoughts, the Bible says. Sometimes the will of God seems a little bit unknown, but can I encourage us that we need to treasure it in our hearts? That you say, hey God, you know what? If I feel like this is where you're leading me or this is where you're prompting me, God, confirm it in my spirit and I'll step out in faith. Whether, I, whether it's daunting or not, whether I have the resources or not, God, lead and guide me and I will step out and I will do your will. Do you have this treasure in your heart? This treasure of praise, worship, a testimony, a desire to see the ways of Jesus, the words of Jesus and the will of God alive in us. uh, In the book of Matthew, Jesus tells this parable. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all that he had to buy that field. This is saying that's what the kingdom of God is like. That's what this message of the gospel, it is worth everything you own. This guy, when he found the treasure, the goodness of God, or the, he, he didn't go and say, oh yeah, I'll pay him a fiver for that. I might give him a 10% of everything that I have for that goodness of God. No, 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 it was everything. This guy was bankrupt for the goodness of God in his life. Do we treasure the kingdom of God that much that we would bankrupt ourselves and give everything to him? I'm not talking about finances. I'm talking about our lives. Hey, God, this is my life. God, take it. God, this is my life. Take it. This isn't a one-time prayer that we prayed on the altar in church one Sunday when we gave our hearts to God. No, 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 this is a daily thing. 
God, hey, if there's anything in me, hey, if I'm getting too big for my own good, God, let me know. I want to stay humble between you. God, lead and guide me every step as I go on this journey. This is the treasure. It was worth everything. Do we treasure the will of God in our life that it is worth everything to us? There's moments I do. There's moments I'm still working on. What goes in comes out. You know that, like, <laughs> this is like Caleb Slats's law of, I don't know what you call it, not gravity. Can I say something else? Haven't thought this point through very well, so come with me on a journey. I remember at this youth camp and Alex, Alexandra Headland, you know, on the sunny coast there. And um, we were sort of rushing, running late and we had to set up. So we sent all the young people down to the beach to have lunch while like 10 or 12 of us stayed back to set up all the, you know, it's youth camp, so we had all the stage and all the physical things, you know, get all the tribal war stuff ready. And we put one guy in charge of cooking, didn't we, Caleb? Yeah, Caleb knows him very well, this guy, Nick Caviotis. Um, who put him in charge of cooking all the sausages for all the youth. Like, like I think this up until that day was the biggest youth camp we'd ever done. I think we had 157 young people plus leaders. So we're talking nearly 200 people in this youth camp and we send them down to the beach to have sausages while we set up. Well, it was like this cold, miserable, rainy day. Who's tried cooking on, who's tried cooking for 150 people on one of, a barbecue at the beach? Has anyone tried that? On a cold, windy day. You know how like, like you can't even burn your hand on them on a good day. These were like just lukewarm, you know, like, like that. And he's cooking these sausages. He cooked them all up. He fed them to our whole youth ministry. They all had food poisoning. Day one of youth camp, I don't know what year this was, probably 2015 or something like that, they had food poisoning. So we have 150 young people with food poisoning staying in dorm accommodation with camp toilets. Like, can you imagine how good the start of this youth camp is? Rough, hey. What would we find? What goes in comes out. <laughs> Nick Caviotis didn't know how to cook a sausage to save it himself. We fed 150 young people raw sausages and they all got food poisoning. What am I saying to say this? Youth camp this year is going to be a lot better than that. Please send a young person. <laughs> but what goes in comes out. If we feed on the goodness of God, what comes out of our lives should be the goodness of God to others. It should. It shouldn't be a struggle. It should be a natural thing. God, I am so thankful for what you've done in my life. God, let me be a conduit, as Pastor Byron would say. Let me be a, a, a channel of that into those people around us. You see, Mary didn't let the disappointments filter through to the people. She let the goodness filter through. As we journey in our faith, we'll find, like I was mentioning before, that life still has disappointments, that bad things happen to good people, that there's still challenges even after we say yes to Jesus. But as we have this treasure in our life, when the treasure of our heart is so full of the goodness of God, disappointments come, but they're filtered through the treasure. So it's not just a disappointment comes, negativity flows. Disappointment comes, I quit disappointment comes, God, I'm done. I'm never trusting you again. No, no, no. These things come to us, but they're filtered through the treasure of our hearts saying, God, you're so good. 
those testimonies, that praise, that worship, those words of Jesus that I hold on to, the will and the things that you've called me to, they're filtered through that. So when they come out of us, it's like, hey, despite what I see, God, I'm trusting you. My circumstances doesn't change your character, God. I'm stepping out in faith. I know that you love that person, even though I'm struggling to. God, give me eyes to see them the way that you would. This is the treasure that needs to come through. Can you imagine Mary as she watches her son, the promised saviour of the world on the cross, being crucified for the people that were there? (laughs) It was their sin, our sin, their shame, our shame that he was there and Mary is there This boy that he'd raised, this young man that he'd done the whole motherhood journey with going, what? God, you told me that from me that I would be in an everlasting kingdom, that the throne of David would be established through my generation and that you would bless the whole world through me. And then the disappointment as Jesus is on that cross. Can you imagine the anguish that Mary must have been going through? Not only we have the love of a parent, but we also have this, this was her hope. This is going to save her people. This is going to turn their lives upside down. This is going to take them from the bottom to the top. This is going to be their lotto ticket in life, so to speak, that they wouldn't struggle and strive, that they wouldn't be an oppressed people anymore in their mind. The disappointment, but it didn't filter through because she had this treasure. Disappointment is sometimes better exchanged than emptied. Do you know that? Disappointment is sometimes better exchanged than empty. I think this is what the prophet Isaiah is talking about when he says beauty for ashes. Because sometimes in our lives, it's not that we, hey God, empty this out of me. No, no, no. What he's got for us is so much better than what we're holding on to. That his love and his grace is so much better than that disappointment. That it's an exchange, not an empty out. This is why like, people trade in their cars this is the only analogy that I could think of, the best one. Knowing they're going to get the lowest price on the trade-in and knowing that you're still going to pay full price for your new car, no matter how good that salesperson is. Can I get an amen? So you're trading your car in at the lowest possible value and you're still paying market value for that car no matter how good that discount looks in writing on that in paper that they're giving to and the way they're spilling it to you. It's time that we would trade in our ashes for his beauty. You see, people trade in their cars because it's easier. You don't have to be without a car. You don't need to get a roadworthy. You don't need those people on Gumtree or Facebook Marketplace saying, yeah, I'll be there, and then don't show. You don't need to deal with those people. Yeah, I'll give you three grand cash tomorrow. It's like, dude, I've advertised it for $30,000. Get a life. You know those people? You don't have to deal with all that because you can just trade in. It's a bit like that with God. We don't need to empty ourselves out or make ourselves perfect before we can come into his presence and accept him. We don't need to say, hey, God, I need to get rid of the old before I can come to you. I need to get rid of my old car, my old life, my old situations. before." I... No, no, no. We come to him and it's exchange. Old for new. Replacement. Hey, God, take this thinking away from me. I need a new perspective. Done. God, this attitude, I, I know it's bad. God, can you do Yeah, I'll take it. I'll swap you. God, my grief. God, I'm really, really struggling this situation. Done. What it is, is we need an exchange. It's easier to exchange than to be emptied. In Luke 1, Mary sings this song. I'd like to read it for you. She says, Luke 1, 46. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord. 
and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. From the mighty one, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arms. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. I love how it says there in verse 53, he says, he's filled the hungry with good things. I've been talking about bringing God into our world. I've been talking about the treasure of the kingdom of God, of the gospel in our hearts. How do we get that? We remain hungry. He fills the hungry. I'm going to do two things right now. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to give anyone in this room an opportunity to respond to Jesus for the first time. Maybe you're here, and maybe you've never said yes to God. Maybe you've never said yes to Jesus. Maybe as I talked about him today and I talked about him, maybe you've never said yes to the kingdom of God and his plan and purpose for your life. I'm going to give you an opportunity. What that looks like is in a moment, I'm going to ask everyone here to close their eyes and bow their heads just for privacy for the person beside you. You may say, Slats, it's a small night, we don't need to. No, 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 we're going to do this every service because we believe that God changed my life and our lives and we're, going to give, we're not going to leave an opportunity undone. If you're here today and your heart's pounding, you're the one that needs this opportunity tonight. So we're going to bow our heads right now and close our eyes and I'm going to speak to each individual right now in this moment. If you're here tonight and you say, Caleb, that's me, I need to get right with God. I've been carrying all this junk and all this disappointment in life. And as you've been speaking tonight, something has, I've felt hope for the first time in a long time. I felt like God may want me and I've never felt that before. I, I feel like there might be a future for me. If that's you and you want to say yes to God for the first time tonight or to come back to him, I'd love you just to raise your hand so I can see it and we can pray for you right now. Who is that? You say, hey, Caleb, that's me. Include me in this prayer. Include me in this prayer, Caleb. Awesome. Include me in this prayer. Fantastic. The second thing we're going to do is this. God feels hungry things. Some of us need to exchange our disappointment, our bitterness, our brokenness for his goodness tonight. I'm not going to labor this moment, but just for the next couple of minutes, we're just going to spend some time on the altar and I'm going to give you an opportunity to transition, to swap, to trade your brokenness for His goodness, your shame for His covering, your hate for His love. God, I just lift up every person in this room. God, I first and foremost thank you for them. And God, I just pray, Lord, that something that I spoke about tonight would minister to the heart beyond here and now. And God, I just pray, Lord, that as we go into worship right now, God, I just pray, Lord, that as we open this altar, God, that those that come would exchange something tonight. God, I pray for breakthrough in Jesus' name. God, I pray for change in people's mental health, Lord. I pray for changes, Lord, in their relationships. God, I pray for changes, Lord, in their disappointment. 
God, I pray for the, for the things that they've been carrying. God, I pray that they could leave them on the altar tonight. God, I pray, Lord, that grief would be broken, Lord, in Jesus' name. And God, that we would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Why don't you lead us, team? Thank you. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.